With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Joe Escalante live from Hollywood. High atop the Planet of the Tape Studios in Seal Beach. October 25th, 2020. We're doing a kind of a weird show because we have World Series complications. So we're just going to do a, a half-hour show. We're going to go till 5.30. And, uh, of course, we'll put this on the podcast. Uh, but this is uh, normally two hours of the business end of show business every Sunday from 5 to 7, right here on KEIB 1150 on your AM dial. We are brought to you each week by LegalZoom, where you can get the best legal documents available quick and easy right there on the Internet. Type in the word Vandals, the name of my formerly credible punk band, to save even more on this already amazing value. There has never been a better time to open a LegalZoom account and create a will. You know things are weird, and you know someone that died, so uh, maybe you're going to die. Make a will. Charles Manson had two wills. How many do you have? Mm Mm-hmm. I thought so. Uh, It's really easy to do. You do it from your home computer. They send it to you. Uh, They transfer any property into the trust for you, so you don't even have to go down to the county recorder's office, which you would normally have to do. comes with the services of an attorney. This is very rare for LegalZoom because LegalZoom is not a law firm. But for the estate planning bundle, to get your will or your trust done, they're going to provide one. It's a flat fee. Uh, When you're done with them, you're done. You never have to talk to them again, and you don't get an hourly bill. And we have Zach here. Zach, can you hear me? Is this all going uh, okay? Yes, it is. It's kind of weird. You sound good. Okay, good. All right. So everything's working. Um, we're just going to try to cram in two hours into uh, 30 minutes. So here we go. We start off with the box office. The box office is still very weird, very creepy. We have this movie uh, called uh, – got to bring it up again. This is a movie called – uh, the Honest Thief with Liam Neeson. Still number one, but who cares? There's hardly any theaters are open. Uh, some theaters near me are open in Orange County. But uh, it's just rough. And now, I mean, the, the, the big movie of the year was supposed to be No Time to Die, the James Bond movie. And they just kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And they pushed it so far that a lot of some, one theater chain said, we're going to declare bankruptcy because this movie got pushed too far and we can't get can't figure out you know when we're gonna open and that's how we need that that movie so now i guess it's not going to be a christmas movie um now they're talking about just sending it over to apple tv and release it on streaming if they do that oh it's just doom and gloom for the movie theaters very sad uh this week i am working on my tv show and if you haven't seen it it's called monsters across america uh, it's on Fox Nation. You go to Fox Nation is an app. Some people keep asking me what it is. It's an app. It's like Netflix, but just better. Uh, it, it has movies. It has TV shows. And you pay $5.99 a month, but you can get a $0.99 cent special. And 
you can watch my show and you could you could just get the heck out of there after that if you wanted to. But there's three episodes now of Monsters Across America up on Fox Nation right now. I've been working on it uh, since January. And there are three more coming in November. So I haven't been able to watch a lot of movies, but I did watch Gimme Shelter, which is a, a uh, people say the greatest rock and roll documentary of all time. Is it? Eh, maybe. It's pretty good. Pretty innovative. It's about the Rolling Stones uh, concert at Altamont where the Hells Angels were acting like bouncers and they stabbed somebody. He died. It's very sad. But they, um, fortunately for you, they got it all on film. I mean, no details, but the drama is there. Now, let's go to Disneyland. As you know, I've been um, uh, pretty serious about my disapproval of the governor of this state, Gavin Newsom, and not allowing Disneyland to reopen. It's so weird because even the lefties are all against him. The, the unions are against him. Bob Iger is against him. The hotels are against him. The employees are against him. And they, they've said there's – there's an interesting website. If you're interested in this, you can go to insidethemagic.net, and that's exactly what it sounds like. These are insiders, and it's just articles and postings every day, all day long. Serious stuff about Disneyland. You never knew that people took it so seriously. So the op-ed that, that was put up a couple days ago, uh, the headline is, uh, it's time for Disneyland to file a lawsuit to reopen the park. Now, it, it, they're just saying that there's no more excuses. Governor Newsom, who says he favors a health first uh, initiative, and that was fine for a while. But now everybody says, hey, look, um, you know, we we are Disney and we know how to do things safely. Uh, you can look at every other park around the world, Florida, and Florida arguably had a worse record on the coronavirus, uh, faster spreading. But they managed to open up their state because they have a governor. I think his name is DeSantis. They have a good governor. And he allowed everything. All the all five parks are open in, in Florida. Uh, they won't let the ones open here. And people, people believe it could be a political ploy for uh, Newsom to just keep – suppress the economy to make uh, the president look bad. Now, I'm not smart enough to know if that's true. But we've kind of run out of other uh, valid reasons because we know – if Costco can open, have you been to Costco? There's a line to get in. There's a line to return stuff. There's a line to buy stuff. And then everybody's running around. Uh, a lot of people in there. I haven't seen anybody limiting the amount of people in a Costco. If that's open, why isn't Disneyland open? Restaurants are open. I went to one this morning. I ate inside. I got a haircut the other day. The barber wasn't even wearing a mask. He might think that's shocking, but I was just like, whatever, guy. I went to a bar on Friday night. Yeah, you enter through the patio. You don't need a mask. You're outside. Then at 10 o'clock, they close the patio. Where do they stick you? They say, hey, come on inside. <laughs> you have to be inside because it's noisy out here. <laughs> so they, they make you go drink inside. Nobody's got a mask. Anyway, um, I think Disneyland, I'm, I'm saying Disneyland could do a lot better job in these places. And it's an outrage. I think people should storm the gates. Honestly, people are starting to protest out front and someone should if Bob Iger was cool, he would just open it up anyway and say, uh, come and get me. And what would happen? The National Guard comes in. How great would that be? The National Guard comes in and says, you can't uh, all you Disney freaks um, uh, can't go into in Disneyland. Um, 
so you, you know the grown ass men and women that wear costumes and go to Disneyland like pretending that they work there. Uh, all those people, you're going to throw them out of Disneyland. That is something we need to see on the news. That'd be a that's something. If Bob Iger, if Bob Iger was cool, he would do that. Now, if you were cool, you would just go storm the gates and you would you would trash that place. I guess you don't want to trash it because you want to go in, but you would at least you would go to neighborhood restaurants and yell at people and and say, say it, say it. Disneyland should open. You'd make them say it and or you wouldn't let them eat their food if you were that serious. Something's got to happen. So uh, this is all at inside the park. Now, inside the magic dot net. Do you want to check that out? We can read the whole op-ed. It's kind of interesting, but you're lucky I summarized it for you, actually. Because you don't have time for that. All right. You know what? We don't have time for any more of this. So we're going to take a break. We're going to check the traffic. And we're going to come back here on Joe Escalante live from Hollywood. Joe Escalante live from Hollywood. By Hollywood, you mean Seal Beach today. We have a uh, truncated show. We're going to do three segments, and then Charger Talk will come on. And then this show will be uh, available on a podcast later. And you can listen to it after you listen to Charger Talk. Okay. Well, I was talking to Zach in the break, and uh, we were talking about, like, elaborating on, on what Bob Iger should do because Bob Iger has a problem on his hands. He's, he's losing so much money at Disneyland, and it's, not, it's for no reason. It's because of a petty governor who has got some weird political agenda that he thinks needs to close Disneyland and for safe, uh, health first. Uh, health first, like whatever. We all know Disneyland. If anything can be open, Disneyland can be open. We, we, we're watching a World Series game that's open. And what did they do? They said, oh, well, you can have a 20% capacity and we'll just, you know, be safe. Well, we all know that Disneyland can do that. So we, everybody's just kind of run out of, of patience for this guy, Gavin Newsom. And I hope people remember that when they, when they vote uh, for, for people like this. Um, you know, what happens is I, I'm, I'm, happening, I'm, I'm finding out a lot of people I know, celebrities and, um, and, and, and wealthy people. Because, you know, Zach, I only know celebrities and wealthy people. And my my um, my wealthy celebrity friends, uh, uh, you know, they kind of most a lot of wealthy celebrity people come from other uh, towns and cities, and they come to 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 loot California of all of its wealth and um, take over its show business. And you know, they come here, and now they're leaving. They're like, this this state is messed up. There's no Disneyland. There's un- there's forest fires. Uh, there's riots. There's homeless everywhere. Then they leave. I, I mean, this is real. They're leaving. And I'm like, no, thanks for coming here and voting for these people and then leaving after you messed it up. So what Bob Iger can do, Bob Iger is still a, a guy who um, uh, I have some faith in, you know, what he's done with the Disney Corporation. I even watched his master class. It was, it was a little boring, but, you know, he's a boring executive and he just makes billions. That's what he does in a, in a very methodical way. Um. If he wanted to be cool to his kids and his grandkids and to, and to uh, history, he would lead the employees into Disneyland on Monday back to their jobs and file a lawsuit, as the op-ed says in InsideTheMagic.net, file a lawsuit 
against the governor and then lead them like Pied Piper into their jobs, grab a sweeper and just join the crew, be a leader. If he did that, he would become the next president of the United States if he wanted to. Because this is a joke. And it's not just the Disney employees. It's the hotels, the restaurants, the tax base in Orange County. Some people say Gavin Newsom hates Orange County. He didn't like it during the um, pandemic when they were like, you know, like the beaches were uh, crowded. He just doesn't like us. But that's what Bob Iger should do if he was cool. You agree, Zach? I mean, that, there's an opportunity there for him. And it's a it's a it's a historic opportunity. For a man, it's the man meeting the moment. And that's what we need. So sometimes they listen to me over there. I don't know if you know that, Zach, but I rant quite a bit. And sometimes they listen and they change the rules. And, and of course, we don't know if it's because I'm yelling about it or if it's because it's just common sense. But so they do listen sometimes. So Bob Iger. Take everybody and go in there. Was the National Guard going to come and stop it and shut it down? Let them. Let them take you. Then you'll be even more of a hero. History loves a martyr, Bob Arger. Get your sweeper out there and face the state. Open that magic kingdom up. Restore the magic. You know what they did do? On in November 1st, they're going to start uh, opening the Disney California Adventure part of it. And make it more, they're calling it the downtown Disney, Disney district. And they're going to, and it's just a way to sell food, really. Which is okay. It's something, it's better than nothing. But my God. Santa's Village is open. Up in, have you ever been there, Zach? Santa's Village up in the mountains? It's no Disneyland, I'll tell you that right now. It's open. Disneyland is not open. Mm, okay. All right, that's enough about Disneyland. Oh, Charlotte Kirk. This is a woman we've talked about on this show many times. Charlotte Kirk had affairs with uh, Kevin Sujihara. It led to his, um, he was the head of Warner Brothers, and she brought him down. And then she had a affair with the guy who was one of the top guys at Universal and one of the founders of CAA, Ron Meyer. And brought him down. And she's got lawsuits and stuff. I mean, she brought down um, some people that you don't care. They were brought down like, you know, they're more unsavory people. Like uh, James Packer, Brett Ratner, and Avi Lerner. James Packer evidently coerced her into having uh, premarital relations with Kevin Sujihara. And then um, when things, you know, she's not stupid, even though they say she has Asperger's. I think she says that. She's not stupid, though. She um, gets settlement agreements out of these people and in the tens of millions of dollars. So the reason why she's in the news again is because this is an interesting landmark legal decision that could be made as part of this case. Is she's saying, allow me to speak and, and um, break my non-disclosure agreement. The state of California, and and the judge is saying, no, I'm not going to let you do that. I, uh, the the arbitration people said your non-disclosure agreement is valid that you made with these people. You got a bunch of money, and and in a, in a, in a promise that you wouldn't talk about this the sex, and you got the money. Now you want to talk about the sex? Well, that's because um, these 
these documents are seen as coercive. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When the Me Too movement has, um, you know, shined a light on them, that, that maybe they should be illegal. And then so California loves to make laws. They made another law that said, uh, you can't have these uh, non-disclosure agreements when they involve uh, illicit sex. So they're trying to use that law, the new California law, and say, let her talk. But the judge said, well, that was part of an arbitration, and this doesn't really apply in this case because, you know, uh, this was not a lawsuit. This was not a crime. This is just something she did on her own. And part of it is like people want – like this sounds good. sounds really good. Like you know, we should protect people this way. But people also want to get money for shutting up. So you to kind of take away that freedom. Like let's say this thing happened and then she wants to get $10 million. They're going to pay her $10 million not to talk. Uh, if this law was in effect, she wouldn't be able to do that. With, uh, so without the law, she gets $10 million. With the law, she doesn't get anything. Um, but she can speak. So it's it's a tough call, but it's another law that that is has no it has no teeth and it really can't be implemented. So, um, and next time someone says, "Hey, we should make a law," yeah, think about this. Sometimes they make the laws, and they they don't work because they haven't thought them through. Either they're unconstitutional, or this one just can't even be applied when you think it's going to be applied. Let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah, quietly, Amy Coney Barrett, the Supreme Court nominee, is being confirmed tomorrow, I believe. Um, they were the last procedural hurdle was uh, crossed today. And she tomorrow, they're going to um, have the final vote to confirm her. And it looks like it's just going to go through. So with all that to do and all this outrage, uh, uh, here she is. She's going to be on the court. So... And how does that affect the entertainment industry, the Supreme Court? Um, it's, it's really hard to say. It doesn't, you know, intellectual property, they, they usually, they don't take a lot of these cases. And if they do, um, they don't really know a lot. So you never know what they're going to do. A conservative justice might be m more inclined to help these uh Big studios become bigger and take away the regulations that, that might protect the consumer. You might say that. But then uh, they, the liberal ones seem to be the ones that are in, uh, allowing um, the tech companies to take control of everything. So you really don't know which way it's going to um, break. But when we come back, um, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, Google being hit with an antitrust lawsuit. It's not going to be as boring as you uh, think. And this will be our last segment. And then I've got some um, stuff about uh, Offset, Migos, and his run-in with the law that uh, in Beverly Hills. <clears throat> so we'll spice it up with that. And then other than that, Zach, how, how far are we away from this break? Because one minute from the break. Okay. All right. It's a little awkward, but um, we're going to get through it. One more segment. Joe Escalante live. 
from Hollywood. All right, Joe Escalante, live from Hollywood. We have a short break here. Zach, how 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 small is this um, this uh, segment? Twelve minutes. Oh, that's actually a long segment. Let's listen to this jam then. All right, that's enough of that. You know what that is, Zach? That is a song that I wrote for my punk band that some company trans made available to marching bands. Oh, interesting. And that's the, um, the, uh, demo. Like if you buy, it's very expensive. You got to buy it for the whole school. Like, uh, you know, three trumpet sections, two trombone sections and all that stuff. Um, so you, you, you get a sample when you're, if you decide to buy it for your, for your school, it's called Oi to the world. And it's, uh, I encourage all music directors listening <laughs> right now to run out and get that. Um, did you know this, Zach? Uh, the the airlines are they have a no fly list for people who are not wearing masks, who are refusing to comply with their mask requirements. I did not know that. Four hundred and sixty people have been added to Delta's no fly list, and they, but it only counts for Delta. They're not sharing information like, hey, don't let this. Uh, just ne'er do well fly on on American. We we got him on Delta. Here he is. Now they, they, it's just kind of like if you if you're banned on Delta, you don't fly Delta anymore. But uh, that's interesting. But who flies anymore? Really? Are you flying anywhere? I've been in an airplane in a long time, but I did drive to Florida, then to New Jersey, and then back home. 10,000 miles during June and July. That's when we made our TV show. Monsters Across America. I'll plug it again. Um, but yeah, we, we drove 10,000 miles and um, I it got in, into all kinds of stuff, but nobody on the crew, it's like 10 people, didn't know, nobody tested positive. Thank the Lord. Okay, so I promised we oh, I promised we would talk about this Google antitrust, but I don't know. It's, it's like promising to talk about something boring, so I'm not going to talk about it that much. But uh, just so you know, because you probably hear about it, the Justice Department. You know they it, it, they hate Google. Google's a giant company, and Google um, for this administration at least, it, it changes search engine results to. Um, serve a political uh, cause, basically. I think that's why the Justice Department, you know, one of their main things about them. First of all, on just the surface, they look too big. When when the um, Bell Telephone got too big, the government came in and broke them up. And that's why we have all these different telephone companies, and it brought the price of, of, of phone service down. Um, it happens all the time. It's if, if a company becomes a monopoly, the government comes in, and has the authority, because of the Sherman Antitrust Act, to break up the company, to 
foster competition. There's a couple ways that people can, this was my specialty when I went to law, to law school. Um, and since I didn't really ever practice law, I just you know, did stuff like this. Um, I was able to enjoy it. I think it's fun. Think about a big company and the, and the ways that they can screw everybody. And that's antitrust law. Here, one way is you can just be too big and no one can enter. You create barriers of entry into the marketplace because you're just too big. You, 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 you control the means of distribution. You control the production. Nobody will make this stuff for anyone else because you might um, get mad. And you're, all the people who make whatever you sell, like the manufacturers, and maybe you got them all tied up. And then no one else can get in there and compete. And then you, your prices are too high. Uh, so uh, you want to protect the consumer if you're the government. You say, well, what can we do about this? Oh, well, we're going to have to break them up. We well, go there and say, you guys come up with a plan to break up. you got to sell off half your industry or whatever. Uh, now, that's one way. You're just too big. Here's another way that, that you can break these antitrust laws. This is devious. You, uh, let's say you're in the milk business. You want to take over the milk business and let's say, let's pick a, pick a, uh, a city, Dallas, Texas. You want to take over the milk business in Dallas, Texas. You know how you do it? You, you bring a bunch of milk into Dallas, Texas, and you sell it for a nickel a gallon. Everybody loves it. And if you got some money, some, some investors, you can keep it up for a long time. Just look at like Netflix. It's losing like a billion, two billion a year. So there is money out there for investors that, that, that will lose money for a while. So you, you're just selling milk for, for a, a nickel a gallon. And you're doing it until everybody, all the competitors in that town, everybody who used to be uh, selling milk for a dollar a gallon or $2 a gallon or whatever it costs, I don't know, um, pretty soon they all drop out. They can't keep up. They can't pay the bills. Pretty soon their workers start working for you because you're the only one that can stay in business. Now, what happens after they're all gone? You raise the price of milk to $10 a gallon. <laughs> and where can everyone go? They can't go anywhere because you drove everyone out of business. Now milk costs $10 a gallon. It used to be five cents a gallon and you were the guy that everyone loved. Now it's $10 a gallon and no one has a choice. That is a... Uh, Violation of the Sherman Antitrust Act. Uh, here's another one. Price fixing. Get together with your competitors. You don't want to drive them out. Have a little meeting and say, hey, everybody, let's charge $10 a gallon for milk starting tomorrow. And people say, well, no one will pay that. They will if we all agree to fix the price. It's called fi price fixing. See, it's kind of fun. Now, what's Google doing? Well, Google is preventing other people from ending the search engine uh, market, perhaps. And I don't, you know, I'm not an expert in this, but I'd say there's probably some things where they're like, you know, they're, I buy a computer just as Google's already installed and it's like, you know, I don't have a choice. You know, should they be allowed to do that? Or should some other search engines have a chance? Uh, should it be a free market? Yeah, it should until somebody gets too powerful. And then they, then they, um, they start hurting competition because people who like the free market they like competition. So if, if these companies get too big and there's no competition, what happens? Um, the consumer is harmed, and that's where the government steps in to help the consumer. It's one of the only reasons we have a government, should be, is to protect the consumers from things like this. Now, all the libertarians might say, oh, now you've got to let the, everything happen. But what happens when you're paying $10 million or a gallon? Could happen. 
Uh, you're paying $10 million a gallon for milk. Uh, are you still a libertarian? Probably not. Probably change. Uh, you go in your Facebook change and say, oh, I'm not really one. Now, Google, what is Google going to say? They're going to say, look, there's these other search engines out there. Everybody can, can use them. What's the matter with Yahoo? Uh, you, you know, if you make a law against us, you're harming us. Uh, uh, you're, you're overstretching your bounds as a, um, as a, uh, as a government. But they're paying, man, they're paying Apple to be the default service uh, uh, search engine provider. And that enough, I think. But then they'll say, like, well, then Apple's just, what is it, 10% of the market? So it, it, it's hard to make the argument that because they, they can come up with all kinds of things saying, nah, there's all kinds of ways to get around us. But I don't know how it's going to come out. But I consider uh, Google, in many, in many parts of my day, I consider Google my enemy. Oh, and here's what else will happen when they when they have too much control. They have too much control over the ad business. If you want to advertise on the internet, you really got to go through Google. And that's a that's something they might be able to prove that they have an adverse attack effect on the ad market. So everybody's got to pay these giant ad rates, and no one can um, can start a business or or get a fair shake because these guys uh, everything goes to Google, and. Usually, like the lefties would be all for this. Let's break them up. But now we're now these the lefties control these these um, tech companies. So they 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 want they, there's nobody left to fight for the small people because the lefties control these things. So it's a little bit weird. Now, here's one thing I know about Google that that they've done to me. It's like I'm researching for my TV show. And there's this little um, – there's a place in Centralia, Pennsylvania. They – there's a there's a hole there that's been on fire for 60 years. So I need to find out more stuff about this hole. This, the, the, and it, it was there caused by what? It's a mine fire that, 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 that blew up and, and, they, and someone said it was a priest that put a curse on these guys because they murdered someone in a labor dispute. Others people say, no, they were trying to put out the fire in a dump and it was right next to a graveyard and, and they connected with the mine fire. And, and it's been going for 60 years. It's a fascinating story. Well, I'm trying to, to research it so I can put it in one of the segments of my TV show, Monsters Across America on Fox Nation. Thank you. Um, and all Google will give me is global warming articles. So I, I, I'm like, what is this? And I'm trying to search Centralia Mine Fire, global warming, global warming, global warming. And then I put it in Yahoo. I'm going to switch search engines. I put it in Yahoo, and it just came up, oh, Centralia Mine Fire. Here's a theory. There's a theory. Um, I, I, the actual subject that I put in, it gave me the information that I wanted on Yahoo, but on Google, it gave me the information they thought I needed. I needed to know stuff about global warming, an existential crisis, evidently. So, you know, the government's mad about that. All right. Thank you, Zach. This has been a truncated show of Joe Escalante live from Hollywood. Uh, the podcast will be up soon. We'll see you next week on a regular show, probably. And I'll now leave you with just a taste of the greatest song ever written. Eso. 
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.